Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I want to talk to Kate. Uh, Kate contacted us a little while back wondering if we would raise the topic of assisted dying on the Opinion Line. We've spoken about it before, so we have no difficulty speaking about it again. Kate, good morning to you. Hi, good morning, PJ. Now, Kate, um, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss. Your mum passed away uh, in September... 2020 but it's 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 that that got you thinking isn't it yeah that's right and i mean i just want to make it clear like i'm not here to criticize the hospital at all um i just had a meeting a week or so ago with the key staff in there that looked after my mom um just to try and further understand everything she went through and they were completely transparent and open with me and they took a lot of time to explain everything to me which i really appreciate But the bottom line is that my mum just didn't have the death she wanted or deserved. Um, She died of lung cancer. um, And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, she didn't die with dignity and and she definitely wasn't pain free. Mm. Um, You know, before, obviously, this is the first time I've ever been through anything like this, but I thought cancer patients were usually completely sedated and and practically comatose at the end, but her last words to me were pain and how much longer. And that's something I don't think I'll ever get over, to be honest. How Um, long before she passed away was that, Kate? um, She, it was over the course of a weekend, like the, um, it was two days of kind of being sedated, but coming to and, um, you know, at, at times, um, you know, literally gasping for air, thrashing around in the bed, gasping for air. Um, when the, when kind of extra, um, I can't remember what they called it, breakthrough doses, I think, of, of the morphine was needed. Mm. Um, but that's exactly what she didn't want. Um, she, she, you know, she was terminal. We knew that that she was, you know, that she was, um, she only had about six months, um, but she went quite quickly in the end. But she used to literally say to me, there's no way I'm dying gasping for air in CUH. Um, She signed up, um, she'd started the process of signing up to Dignitas in Switzerland. In Switzerland, yeah. um, And was in the process of trying to sort that out, but the end came too quickly in the end, you know, so she she wasn't able to. And correct me if I'm Um, wrong here, Kate, that... While she had signed up for Dignitas, they do, do they not, very strictly, uh, you must be physically able to travel there 
and physically able to take part in the process yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So her health um, would have been too far gone, in other words. It would have, but at that point, because it did come quite quickly, she when she went into hospital to have a drain put in on her lung, and but then she got an infection and pneumonia and... And then she passed and we weren't expecting that. You know, we, we thought she was going into hospital to get the drain. She'd come out and she'd have at least another six months or so because she was still having treatment. Mm. Um, but until I met the doctors um, again week before last, um, I had been left feeling that they didn't sedate her enough. Um, but since meeting them, you know, I don't blame them for what happened as far as I understand. They gave her as much as they could without being reckless and without breaking the law. Um, and that's but my the question point, is, isn't it? That's the point, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You, you feel, and I, I'm, I'm interpreting your feelings here now, so hopefully I'm right. You feel that they should have been in a position where they could give her just as much as she needed. And if that, yeah, took, exactly. if that took her gently over, then so be it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm obviously not a medical expert, but I presume different people have different tolerance levels, mm-hmm. you know, and I, she obviously did need more. Um, you know, it got to the stage, like I know this is an appalling thing to say and I probably shouldn't say it on the radio, but I did get to the stage the night before where I, I considered doing it myself. I thought, will I put a pillow over her face? And that is an awful thing to say, but well, I think until you're in a room with, with someone you love dying, I don't think you can understand how horrific it is to see to see it, you know, and to see them go through it. Yeah. Um, and I have done, you know, since since then, I've done some research on the differences between euthanasia, assisted suicide, and assisted dying. And I know that it's a really complicated topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I am in support of assisted dying for terminally ill patients you know i understand that a lot of people are worried that it would put vulnerable people at risk but with people like my mum you know she had absolutely no chance of recovery and was quite obviously suffering shouldn't shouldn't people like that be enabled to die peacefully and with dignity and you know i don't want to be like poor me but what about the family members too who are witnessing this you know the reality is that i was quite literally traumatized by it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. You know, my GP diagnosed me with P- PTSD afterwards. I was off work for three months. And it's only after a year of therapy that I am that I was even able to go back into CUH to ask the questions I wanted to ask and that I'm able to even talk about it at length, you know. Um, and I suppose I feel like talking about it is the, is the only thing I can do now. I can't do, I can't change my mum's experience, but I can try and do something proactive for people in the future who who might be subjected to something like this. Um, so I contacted um, a TD in Dublin um, last week as well, um, Gino Kenny, yeah. who seemed to be coming up a lot online. He worked on the Dying with Dignity Bill. I've spoken to Gino, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, I mean, he was very, you know, it was very nice of him to phone me back. I'm not, you know, I'm not in Dublin. Um, but he phoned me back and explained... The current situation and he, he explained that it's, it's not a referendum that's needed it's it's just a change in legislation um so i don't know how much i can now do as an individual but this affects so many people and even if it hasn't affected um 
you know, hasn't affected you yet. It may do someday. And I think it's important for people to write to their TD and ask where they stand on this and for as many people as possible to tell their stories so that so that we can get some sort of change in legislation. Mm. How do you feel now? I mean, you say that you've had a good engagement, if I'm interpreting it correctly. You say you've had a good engagement with the hospital. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they've... they've you're, you, you, are you reassured that they did as much as they could? I think so. Um, you know, they, I, I did ask, you know, I said, why is it that every time she came to and was you know, thrashing around in the bed and, and pulling the covers off and literally sitting up and trying to get out of the beds. And, you know, they'd come, I'd run out into the hall and ask for help. They'd come, they'd check her. Then they'd go back down the hall, get the medicine, come back. You know, this, to me, it might have only been a few minutes, but to me at the time, it felt like that a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I asked that question. I said, why did we have to do go through that every time? And they said that the, drugs are so highly regulated they had to literally sign them out um but they had given her she she was on like a constant um dosage of of, you know various things and when i said why why couldn't you give more he said um the main doctor said any more would have been reckless and i presume that means it could have killed her but for me that would have been a blessing at at that point you know yeah yeah. But they were very good, you know, I'm really not criticising no. them. And I mean, for them, a year late, over a year, mm. yeah, over a year later, for them to take up, you know, 45 minutes of their time to go and sit in a boardroom, there were seven of them in there, Every everyone who was responsible for my mum's care was in there, and they went into so much detail um, and, you know, took time away from patients who were in there at the moment to speak to me a year later. I thought that was... You know, it was very kind, and they were was, they, they were. It was, it was indeed good to me. You so, know, so you would now like to see changes made that no other daughter has to watch her mum mm-hmm. like you did. Yeah, exactly, and I do think that that I, you know, like I said, I know from the research I've done online. You know, I'm trying to find people who are in support of this, and but all I was finding was people who weren't. You know, like for instance the church probably you know um as soon as you mention something like this people probably think well vulnerable people you know elderly people who are at risk you know might be um manipulated or you know there's all different reasons why people aren't in support of things like this but but there is a difference between um assisted dying and euthanasia you know and, and assisted suicide, and as I far think, as I'm aware. I think, or Kate, I think that it is important to say that because if you do read into it, you'll realise there's an enormous difference between euthanasia mm. and assisted dying. Yeah, and, I think, and, you know... For someone like your mum, who was terminal and was dying, these were her last agonies, and yeah. all you wanted to do, and all you want the system to be able to do, is to ease her through those last days. Exactly. Yeah, it's bar- it's it was barbaric, to be honest. I wouldn't have two dogs at home, you know. I would not put one of my dogs through half of what my mum went but, through. But, there, but there's a thing, Kate. When our dogs get to a certain point, the vet will say mm-hmm. it's the kindest thing. Yeah. 
and I know, you know, and again, it's a tricky topic because people will say, well, you can't liken, you know, humans to dogs. And it's like, well, why are we kinder to dogs than we are to humans? Yeah. You know? Um, when, it's, when everything, it's, every box, if you, every, every single box is ticked, mum was not going to get better. Mum was in terrible, terrible agony, her uh, final agony. Yeah, it's end of life. You know, I'm not saying, I don't know how I feel about, um, you know, perhaps somebody who has a, an illness that isn't terminal and if they want to go and have an assisted suicide because they just don't want to live the way they're living, you know, I don't know how I st how where I stand on that. Mm. See, what there's, I'm there's, there's a couple of different levels of to it. Isn't there a couple yeah, of different exactly. levels to it? You know, you have the person who says, yeah. right, I've got such and such a thing. I've got cancer. I've got motor neuron. I've got whatever and and they want to say well you know before b b before i'm in too much pain before my body shuts down entirely uh -huh. i want to choose my own way out that's one element of it the other element of it is that someone like your mom they uh -huh. should just be able to ease her over as it were gently yeah and, and the thing love. is she you know i know full well she would have signed something when she was first diagnosed if they'd given her something to sign to say when it comes to it if you've got no chance of recovery, do you want to be, um, you know, do you want us to do something? She would absolutely 100% have signed that when she was able to, you know. Mm. Um, she'd even said, don't put me on, if, if it comes to it, and they're talking about ventilation, don't put me on, just let me go. Um, but she just didn't have that option, and it's just not fair. You know, it's, it really isn't. Yeah. I just don't understand it. And, you know, I'm terrified now, God forbid, if I get cancer, or if someone else I love gets cancer, what am I going to do? You know, I definitely don't want to end up in that situation. I'm like, should I start hoarding morphine somewhere so I can look after myself? You know what I mean? It's mm. just desperate. And I know um, these are these are things that people are going, oh my God, what things to be saying. But this is this is your thoughts. Yeah. These are your feelings. I mean, the thing about you said a while ago about. The, the, the pillow you know I left you say that because that's how you felt and you know yeah. and the same with this like <laughs> I know myself and I'll put it on the table here I would never want to be in that circumstance and I would say mm -hmm. just bring it on yeah. just do it because uh, I, I that's, that would, they would be my wishes no, nobody would, you know, And but it, like I said earlier, it's just, I think it's very hard for people to understand or to even care if they haven't been through it, you know, what, it's not on your mind all the time if you haven't been through it, but this is, I just cannot stop thinking about it and, um, you know, the only, but all it needs is a change in legislation mm -hmm. and I, I just think the only way... You know, I do believe, you know, Gina Kenny was telling me they are working on resubmitting that Dying with Dignity bill. But if we can do anything to help push it through, if people can, you know, maybe there are a lot of other people who've had similar experiences that I just haven't spoken to. Anyone else I know who sure there are. lost someone from cancer, the person was, you know, practically comatose at the end and they, they didn't go through this, thankfully. But there must be other people out there. I'm sure my mum can't be the only one. Um, and if they could write to their TD and, and ask where do they stand on it and tell their story, maybe it'll help in some way. I'm, I don't know. Well, well I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that you, you came to us for an opportunity to speak about it. I know one of the things you've probably agonised over, if I'm right here, Kate, you probably agonised over whether you did enough for your mum. 
Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it, when you look back on something, you think, I wish I'd done this. You know, like I wish I'd screamed and shouted on, you know, the day before and, and, and asked, could we be moved to Marymount? Because perhaps we would have had a different experience there. I don't know. Um, but it's all, it, if, you know, it's, it's if I'd done this, if I'd done that, I've got no way of knowing if it would have been different. Um, and I was, you know, they even had notes when they went through the, the meeting with me the other week, they did have it in the notes that I was quite distraught at one point. It got really bad, you know, I was literally hysterical. Um, I wasn't equipped to deal with, with it. Um, and, uh, you know, the thought that that's, that's my mum, what's the last thing my mum heard was me screaming at the nurses, you know, that's horrific. Um, and that's another thing I have to kind of try and get past. But I suppose, like I said, the, it's only after a year of, of therapy that mm-hmm. that I'm able to, you know, I am starting to get past it a little bit. Um, and you're you're, you're but making some peace doing, with yourself, are you? Yeah, but I think only by doing things like this, like going speaking to the hospital, you know, trying to raise awareness, doing something proactive. Like I can't change what happened to my mum. I can I can maybe make it feel like I've got a little bit of justice for her. Um, she was the sort of person she would have spoke up afterwards. You know, she would have um, asked a million questions and um, done as much as she could afterwards. So that's all I can do for her. But then I can maybe it will help people in the future too um just to make it feel like she died for some that died that way for for something you know what was her name claire claire tell me a little bit about her before i let you go let us know who she was <laughs> what was she like um well she was very funny you know she's a very witty kind of funny woman um she had a very dark sense of humor mm. um you know, it was only six months from the time she was diagnosed to when she passed away. But um, and obviously it was during the pandemic, so I was the only person that was able to see her. You know, my kids—I couldn't bring my kids in to see her at home or anything like that. And she just had a very dark sense of humour. Like we would joke about what was happening a lot. Um, and you know, she was great fun, great, great crack. All right. Well, listen. You're 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 speaking up for her rights uh, now, uh, and that's the best you could do for her. Thanks, PJ. Thanks for having me on. Delighted to do so. Kate, thank you. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. And once again, condolences on the loss of your mum, Claire, in September twenty twenty. Courts ninety six FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.